Boom, recording. All right, here we are, field two. It is the Black Stockings of Akron, Ohio, taking on the well and far-traveled Atlantic's Baseball Club of Brooklyn, New York. Introducing them to Michigan baseball, first batter, Jeff. Who was it? <laughs> that was, that was cr Crawler. Oh, is that Matt? Uh, hmm. Trying to figure out how to pronounce his name again. It was a one-bounder uh, line drive right to the left fielder. So we're going to see a different rule set. Uh, Jeff, did you want to explain that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what the rule. I just sat down. I was getting the line up. Here's the, here's the rule set. You are dealing with the ball never being dead. The Atlantics play by as close as you're going to get to historically accurate rules. Yep. So the Akron team is about to be schooled, and the Akron team, a very skilled club, is going to see some things they're not used to in this. you got to be on your toes. They are running. They are sliding. They're going to catch you off guard because there's going to be times when you're playing in the conventional Michigan vintage game that you're just going to lose focus. You're going to lose focus because uh, they're not. They're going to wake you up, and uh, Akron's going to have to pick up their uh, – okay, he's going. Like Dean is just – that's the captain. The captain of the uh, Atlanta – no, that is not no. Dean. I'm sorry. No, that's Hawk. Hawk just showed you. So Hawk got on with a fair foul, stole second, stole third, stole home. Yeah, the you know, much of what we what we know of, uh, from from baseball of the records of the time is that to have stolen bases numbering in the you know somewhere in the range of sixteen to eighteen a game is pretty standard. So uh, much of what mid, the Midwest has kind of adopted is. We've, we've often said is not terribly accurate there as uh, there's Dean who sends one foul down the left field line. So we're going to, yeah, we are definitely going to see a, a much faster, you know, a game that's much more dependent on getting on base and then using your legs. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean Emma, yeah, the captain of the Atlantics is up. And uh, you're going to see a lot of sliding, too. Something Michigan teams don't come across a lot of is the amount of sliding they're going to see. Uh, the ball's ball, getting away here. Coming, ball hit to Ray coming our way. Yep. Uh, over, underthrown to first. It came our way back here behind home plate. So Mr. Emma takes a second. It's a hot one out here. Let's get warmer. Uh, Frankie Booth. <laughs> It's a hot one. I think by this point, everybody has played at least one game. Some or even some players might have actually been already playing on their second one, or maybe even onto their third. So, you know, that's a lot of us in the vintage baseball world know when it comes to tournaments and exhibitions like this. You know the uh, 
sometimes the name of the game is just keeping yourself hydrated and stretched and uh, ready to go for whatever the, the next game may have. Uh, up at the play here is Anthony Dirty Pirate Canino. He is the the most downloaded interview in Roller Out the Barrel podcast history. It's going on the pitch. And there's uh, Mr. Emma taking his third. And there's a – he's not feeling frosty. Uh, a bounce off the knee, but he stays put. Uh, Anthony Canino just recorded part two of his episode uh, beginning of this week, and that's going to be released – uh, at some point, we get a little, um, gets a little edgy in that one. We bring up some topics sometimes don't want to be talked about. So, uh, well struck. There's a nice base hit up the middle. Mr. Emma scores. And uh, something I tell you for nine months I've been looking forward to now is Mr. Canino on the base paths. He has he he has mentioned that he is older now. <laughs> He's older, and he makes older decisions as opposed to giving in to the younger part of his brain. So, probably not the aggression, uh, but boy, I would have liked to have seen it fifteen years ago, ten years ago. And Akron is still respecting them. They've thrown over twice, and now they're they're starting to pick up. As you see, a lot of uh, teams that are not used to the open stealing aspect you see that now they're going to start throwing over there's a third time they've thrown over and so they're starting to you know re- respect the idea of the steal respect the idea of moving to the next base there he goes and he's going to oh, throw, he throws overthrown So not exactly the fastest runner, but definitely is going to take everything you give him. And that's what the Atlantics are going to do, and that's what uh, East Coast baseball does because that's how baseball started. And there's a fly ball to right field caught in the air on the fly, throw home, keeps Mr. Canino at bay. We got Mr. Hunkley from the regular baseball club of Mount Clemens umpire in this match, so I'm sure this is a little bit of a a thrill for him. Yeah, the the regulars don't uh, would love to be able to do a lot more with regard to open ceiling. In fact, they do that uh, in all of their home games. So I guess the idea of umpiring an actual uh, open stealing, open leadoff kind of team would indeed be a joy. That was a real nice sliding play by the left fielder to catch that on the bound and uh, end the end the threat. Uh, that was a a fine dive. That was a good play. The Jeff, dirt. let me ask you what you did. Uh, what you what you did on on the uh, the big field? Uh, we went over to the 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 sandlot match over at the Van Hoek field with the uh with a bunch of the guys from the monitors and a few a uh, few other folk that uh came on so very very loose very kind of relaxed type of uh type of pickup there and you know even not to say that the rest of these uh games are real tight but you know this particular one was even more loose than uh, than all the others and so it was just fun to do fun to loosen up a little bit for a guy who is kind of here as a hired mercenary Huh. So, uh, what's your uh, 
official review of the ball. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Well, I mean, it's it's there's a little bit of everything. <clears throat> I kind of throws in. There's a little bit with regard to the ball. There's a little bit with regard to the field. They can it can also matter with regard to the pitching and the speed and all this. But there's definitely been a lot of bounce. Been a lot of give. There's a nice hard base hit up the middle. Uh, that's that's for uh, for Akron there. That's is that Dan. Dom, sorry. <laughs> Can't read my own handwriting here. Oh, is that Mr. Jarvis? I mean, I I am blocked. Oh, no, it is not Mr. Jarvis. Okay. There's a pop-up to third base. They're going to take that on the bounce, oh, and, it's and it drop. just... Look, look, look at that. Right, so they're going to... Okay. Oh, <laughs> So there was there was the uh, the old foul ball no free return play that was uh, taking place there. Sorry, we were narrating it at the time, but uh, you know ball that was real close uh, to the to being to being fair because the wind blew it foul, but the runner took off. Uh, the pitcher went over to to get it. Ball dropped short before third. The pitcher was able to get it, settled in his hands, made the throw over to first, and the Akron runner is put out for the first out of the inning. And it's much different playing against a team with this mindset because it's already, mm -hmm. they don't have to think about it. They're just doing it. And yep, teams that aren't used to it have to stop and think about it, and it's too late. Yep. Well, it's good. I mean, it's good that this is, you know, that we're really listening for. Well, that was close foul ball there. Mr. Hunkley's right on the line. And I think this is, this is the type of way, you know, we're, we're trying to present a historically authentic uh, version of the game of baseball and, you know, to have you know, the, the concentration and the thought on holding runners on and keeping them honest and things of that sort. Like, that's what you got to do. Uh, did Lottie Dodds ever experiment with this before they settled on their rule set? Yeah, we, we did that. There's a ground ball over to short. Uh, nice well well caught, well thrown. On to the second out of the inning there. We, 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 we initially we had kind of joined in what a lot of other teams were doing, which was the idea of the – and that's caught on the, caught on the bound by the catcher and just like that. Akron goes one, two, three. The end of one inning of play. The uh, the Brooklyn Atlantics lead two to nothing. We tried, you know, we, we tried to do it so that we could have open stealing, but we did not have the the people in place. We didn't have the personnel, so we uh, we had to try to find a way. Because at the same time, we also had several hundred people that still have several hundred people that come to our games. The games just dragged on and on, and you know, we. They expected one thing, and we were trying to transition, and we just, you know, we couldn't uh, couldn't provide it, and so we've, you know, we've kind of created and crafted these rules to kind of meet the middle ground between a show and a game. But I think the the more that we have connection between teams that play a more aggressive, stealing based, uh, you know, speed based game, the more that we see that the more that we can, you know, we'll get some of our better teams that'll say, eh, we can do that too. 
There's a fair ball hit down the third baseline. Uh, Mr. Hamlin's going to stop the ball at third uh, and not make the throw to first. Young legs. I don't know who it is. Jeff's going to tell me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Still looking at the accurate page there. That was, that was Cannon. Uh, apparently he can throw it too as well as run. But, <laughs> ah, those were the days. I don't know if I ever could do those. And then average Joe coming up here with uh, Cannon leading off. They all have, uh, they all went with, and what we get at the festival once in a while is a club going with a, a certain facial hair design for the festival in uh, other festivals too as well. I remember the Addison Mountain Stars Ohio Cup mustaches that they all had, which was amazing. Looks like we got sideburns. Foul ball down the left field line. Uh, Caught on the bounce. Ball getting back to the pitcher just in case, but Cannon is back to first. No problem. First well, out of the inning. Well done by Akron. Akron seems to understand the situation that they're in and they're getting the ball in quickly getting it to the pitcher they're not messing around so uh, like i said earlier akron akron one of the more skilled more skilled clubs at the so adjustment will be easier for akron is i guess what i'm trying to say with 38 words i use to get there <laughs> i can english look at me so that's that'll bring up a when, the, when I was doing the, when getting the lineups and they were telling me, like, you'll know why this guy is called Hobo. And I'm looking at his pants and, yeah, you're right. That, so the nickname had to have come after the pants. There's a steal by uh, young Mr. Cannon. Did a nice job. You know, he waited for, the, waited for the right pitch. Pitches were all coming in flat and got a nice bounce, and that one had a lot more arc to it, and he saw that and took advantage of it. So I wonder if the pants happened, and then the nickname happened, and now he has to do that to all of his pants. Yeah, that's you got to live the gimmick. <laughs> Down the left field line, that's going to bounce fair. That's going to stay in fair. Cannon will move to third. Hobo is going to pull up at first there, so runners at the corners with one out. Uh, once again... I'm sure the Atlantics will listen to this recording at some point. I appreciate the Atlantics coming all the way to Frankenmuth, Michigan. Absolutely. I only wish I was in charge of six teams so I could bring them all to the East there Coast. There's another stolen base. Um, no throw down to second. I was waiting to see what Mr. Cannon was going to do if there was a throw. The old, I don't know what you call that. The double steal. The old, well, yeah, if you want to be technical. The actual name of it is the old double steal. There's a nice base hit up the middle. That might it's going to bring in one for sure. And they they're going to hold Hobo. But Akron's definitely picked up getting the ball in. I mean, this is I don't think this is would be as quick as normal in a match. They're getting it to the pitcher like as soon as possible. Yeah, that's the name of the game. It's a game of very much based on speed. And it's Charlie who's going to get the ground ball to short. We got uh, an interesting hat. We got no socks. The run's gonna score. There's a there's a force at second that happens. We got bare feet. Sus I think that's all that's missing from the uniform is suspenders. Mm -hmm. uh, this this is a good uniform because not only can you play vintage baseball, but you can go fishing afterwards. Mm -hmm. Trying to steal coming down. He's got some long, flowing hair as he steals second. Just. 
you know, like the cover of a romance novel. I'm just talking about the hair. I don't know what he looks like. But, you know, the, when you see a lot of the uniforms in the vintage baseball world, you know, there's everything is a ground ball to third. Oh, cup Bobbled. check. Got him. Oh, I think they looks, got him. Looks out from here. That was a... Yep, they're going to call him out on that. That was a fantastic improv by Mr. Hamblin, who bobbled the ball, who was going to go to first. Did a slight bobble, realized immediately that was not an option. And he just did a little side flip to third. Uh, I don't... What position was it that came over to cover? Was that short? Yeah, I thought that was... Yeah, the short the shortstop must have come over. Shortstop jumped Charlie up over. in the air... Over the over the Atlantic and tagged him, uh, just before he got to the base. A fine play by Akron. But they uh, pushed two across in that inning as well, and so at the end of one and a half, we got a score of the Atlantic Baseball Club of Brooklyn, New York, four, and the Black Stockings of Akron, Ohio, zero. Coming to bat here in the bottom of the second. And that zero is not going to stand because Akron's. Akron's got offense, and and uh, they will they will score. So, Akron has always been a you know a very strong offensive team, even since the you know their formation of in the you know, late '90s, early 2000s. Um, you know they've been able to pick up the game and you know, play a, a harder, more aggressive game. So that this is Scott. Yeah, Scott Hamblin, captain, one of the co-captains of the Akron Blackstockings, puts in a lot of time and effort into his club. He uh, putting in the effort as far as getting sponsors. He's all always putting out promotional materials, dealing with his sponsors. They play at a fantastic venue, the Stan mm-hmm. Hewitt Gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the Akron Cup there every year. Uh, which I will be on the road uh, for that again. Uh, well, I'm not playing in it this time, just doing this garbage. But uh, Foul ball there. It's been first baseman runs up the bleachers to try to make the play on it. Ah, young legs. The Akron Cup is always a, is always a good showing. Um, remember years ago, they used to only accept one team from Michigan. I remember my, my first year, uh, the Lottie Daz got accepted, and we just got our clocks absolutely cleaned. Do you remember the clubs you played? It's is a it's double elimination, right? Oh yeah, we were and we were eliminated in, in two. <laughs> <laughs> we were eliminated by noon. Ground, uh, ground the third. Yep, long throw over. I don't think the first baseman came up no, with that knocked, one clean. Knocked it down, but it didn't stay on the base. So Scotty's going to stay himself on first there for the second runner of the day. Uh, we played, gosh, who did we play? We, I know we played Akron because I remember in the game. Oh, the ball coming my way. I didn't even see that ball. I just stuck my foot out and stopped it there. It's instincts. It's intuition. It's but like <laughs> the hairs on the on your arms stick up like Spider-Man when the <laughs> ball is near. <laughs> uh, we, no, we played Akron, and uh, I remember it was my very first, uh, my first, no, it was my second, like, distance tournament and we had a bad day it was hot it it rained and then it got hotter and i was playing left field and there's a 
Ball lifted out to right field. He's going to take it on the bounce. Fine play by the right fielder. There's bound out there. And play that was to me, and I swear to everything that the ball was foul, and they called it fair, and I was furious. I ran over, picked it up, and fired it as hard as I possibly could into a tree that was 15 feet in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, Mark Hepner, who was in charge of the Black Stockings at the time, actually sat me down. He didn't know me, and I didn't know him, but he sat me down. He's like, you're going to be better. We're, we all have games like this, and I was—I remembered like this is what vintage is all about. So, Mr. Jarvis with a fly ball center field, well caught, well held, caught whatever. In, caught in the air. Yeah, I mean, it, there's always you always have much more trust when you can catch it in the air versus on a bound. You never know what could happen. Not to mention, you're keeping the runners honest. Mm-hmm, that's true. I wonder if that. Uh, if that not only upping the skill level of baseball by going to the fly rule and making it more of a competition uh, by the hitting, but I wonder if that was also a way to stop all the nonsense on the bases, so to speak. I mean, yeah, you've, you see the way that the, the Atlantics are doing this. They check the runner. That's one that's. Drop in front of the center fielder, but caught on the mounts, and that'll do it for the inning. But they're the way that they catch the ball on the bounce uh, to get it into the pitcher quickly, throws it in, throws it over. Everything is just so fast, so smooth. But, uh, but we're at the end of two. Akron threatens with a runner early, doesn't capitalize at the end of two. It's Brooklyn four, Akron zero. Third base So the top of the order is coming back up here. Crowler is, uh, you know, leading him back off uh, after the Charlie, who was the last last of bat, was uh, was put out on that nice play over at third. So this is Matt. Okay. Well, they they told me Crowler. Yeah, it's his nickname. Okay. This is the gentleman that's in the gingerly gentleman. Some pre scouting here, then. Right here. Number 13. He told me how to pronounce his name last night, but that was last night. And I like to live in the present. There we go. We like to live in the present here at this vintage baseball tournament. And in the present, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> the hard ground ball, third baseman bobbles. It's not going to come up with it. That's a tough play. He's hanging his head, but. That's, I don't a hard, think he's, that's a hard play for anybody. You know, I don't think he's hanging his head because of disappointment, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that Mr. Hamblin has taken about the third one into the... He took it to the penis, what, folks. The, the, sol- <laughs> the lower, lower solar plexus. He can't be afraid of saying the, the words. Well, there goes, there goes again. Have you noticed... Acker guys running yet? No. No, and I, I think that's going to, you know, a lot of it is a fear of, you know, either fear of getting thrown out because, I mean, Brooklyn is used to the idea of catching or uh, holding people on and their catcher is coming up quickly. So it's a combination learning experience as well as, uh, you know, a game. So 
Peter, Peter Morris, uh, in his book, uh, Baseball Fever, about Michigan uh, in baseball, has a whole section dedicated to what he calls the patience of hope, and that teams that were learning would indeed learn while they were potentially losing games. Not to say that Akron is going to be losing this game, but it's definitely a learning opportunity. Uh, so there's definitely some... Uh, some uh, I can English too. There's there's definitely some uh, some sentiment there about the idea of you know learning while the game is being played. Uh, and I certainly appreciate uh, when fly ball uh, short left center field Akron center fielder comes hard makes a throw to third. Uh, batter is out on the bound. The gentleman takes his third on that play. You got to appreciate all the clubs. Stepping up and playing the Atlantic's form of rules, because everybody they play this weekend is playing by these rules. And some, some were a little iffy on it, like Akron, because they've never done it, and so you're hesitant. Uh, some clubs enjoyed the the challenge and uh, don't care, so to speak, and have done it before. And then there's Mount Clemens. That was just like, how could you not schedule us? I was caught on the bound, man. That was. I thought that had the left fielder burned. Yeah, well struck uh, out and left. Is that Mister? Was out and left. I think that's Mister Patterson. If that's Mister Patterson, no, it's not. Uh, Yeah. So on this field, what we've learned today and last night is it's dry. It looks good. Uh, but nice, true, straight-up hops yeah. <laughs> and uh, in a bound match that's going to cause for these lower scores. That's well, a good good learning opportunity. You know, the importance of maintaining a good field, the importance of the, the grounds crew and the jobs that they could be doing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for a great job. Thank you. Appreciate that. So Akron coming up here in the bottom of the third, still looking to push their uh, uh, push their first run across here. N- noticing here, and like, well, I notice that you all listening to me can't, but the uh, uh, dirty pirate here uh, catching for Brooklyn, and the way that he's moving the fielders around. I mean, there's nobody on at the beginning of the inning, but he's moving some of these guys around, and that's that was the catcher's job. The catcher was not only your best player, but was your your best, your your best athlete. You got to see everything. I mean, everybody else has their, uh, you know, is facing the play. He's facing the completely opposite direction on that. And so, you know, he's you can even see him. I'll tick. Nice catch by him. He's signaling to his pitcher too. Um, he had pointing with both of his fingers up, telling his pitcher to elevate uh, elevate the ball, which is again, I mean, that's part of the the strategy there he is waving his right fielders over so when i was a catcher for the base in the independence that was part uh the funnest part of the game to me was i was moving guys it's a one hopper to left field that's an out uh moving guys i was watching guys in in the pregame batting and you can tell a dead pull hitter when you see one Mm mm-hmm and and things like that. So I was moving guys around. I I had the the opportunity, but not many opportunities to catch for butterfly Brian Besserell, uh, a very good pitcher, and he 
We would do. We had signals, and we. I think we only played in two games together as as the pitcher catcher combination, and it was where do you want the ball? Where do you think it should go? And uh, what field are we trying to get him to hit it to? You know, all these little things are things you think about. If and uh, that's a foul. Second second one of the inning, third out. So that was an easy inning. Uh, all these little things you think about if you don't have your strong nine with you, and let's face it, when you don't have your strong nine, your weakest your weakest guy is he's on right field or second base. That's just generally the way it happens. So you don't want to throw anything outside. Right. <laughs> you know, you want yeah. to make sure that you're getting everybody to hit everything left and center. Mm-hmm. So you just are, you're throwing out subtle reminders to the pitcher. Hey, we're not going outside. So, yep. and that kind of thing. And those are all the little things that make the catching spot one of the most important, certainly yep. the most important in these rules. Uh, but in any match, the catcher is very important. If they, if they take their game to that level where they are in charge and a lot of catchers don't know it, but they are. Yeah. Yep, just as just as it was uh, in baseball's infancy, so it is here that we've recreated it. So, top of the fourth, Atlantic still lead four nothing. Old Soul sends a ground ball to the shortstop, bobbled a little bit. It looks like he got him. Nice play, nice recovery, a good stretch over there at first for the uh, for the first out. It's like one of the. F- Maybe one of the first ground outs, like legit ground outs that we've had here. We've spoken a lot about the, you know, the, you know, how appreciative we are uh, for the Atlantis coming out as Willie Moe flies out to shortstop for out number two. Um, you know, the Atlantics have one of the, the more richer histories of baseball teams of anywhere in the in the United States. Um, and so to, to see, for, to see the, to see them not only come back, you know, here to, uh, to Michigan as they've come to the world tournament a couple of times now, there's a hard ground ball by Cannon. It stopped and a nice scoop over there. Nice one, two, three inning. Akron really needed that one to get something going. Uh, so they, Mr. Jarvis is a a skilled ball player, Mr. Jarvis. That was a nice play by everybody that was involved there. But the the Atlantics themselves, you know, I I was talking with with Dean Emma beforehand because as a dedicated broadcast journalist, I wanted to make sure I had enough of my my history going here. And uh, the Brooklyn Atlantics actually date all the way back to 1855, uh, playing out at the the Capitol Eam grounds. And so... To, to they date back, and not only you know dating back to the 1850s, but at the same time, the the success rate that they experience with many of the rule sets that we've been playing, uh, whether it be the 1864 bound rule or 65 on the fly or 67 on the fly, it it's pretty well determined that the Atlantics were the best team during those times and during those periods, and so uh, for not only for the success of them in the in the 1850s and 1860s, but also their their success here. Uh, it's very much appreciative. Wind seems to have kicked up a bit. Sure it is. 
So Akron coming up here in the in their half of the fourth. Uh, Dave's coming up with a with a courtesy runner as he flies it to short left, and looks like it's put away there on the bound for the uh, first out of the inning. So these guys got to start hitting it on the ground. That is the seventh straight out. All of them have been uh, pop outs or unassisted. Um, so they need to be going. Well, they got the top of the order coming up. So so hopefully Dom can get that get that changed here. Yep, when things are going like this in a bound match, Doug, just like you know, that, you got to make them go. make a play as opposed to just giving them a Sunday hop on a fly ball. And that's what it was, hard ground ball. The shortstop couldn't couldn't quite field that. I can't tell if that was Dean or not. If it was him, but This is way before the time of Chicks digging the long ball. Mm-hmm. Chicks dig a man who can place a ball accurately and then steal their way around a third. <laughs> so we think. Yeah, so I've been told. <laughs> so, like, Akron's got the runner on. Eric is up here. We're going to be got our eyes on Dan, the leadoff man. There he goes. And he leans. Oh, Eric leans into one. He doesn't really lean into it anymore. Just let it, you know, let it hit him. But gamesmanship. It's part of the, yep, part of it. So, we got a runner in scoring position here. You're not seeing as much of the, you know, the hard, you know, hard pitching, like hard, low, no arc pitching. Hey, stealing. Oh, right oh, back beauty. up the middle. Oh, beauty. That's going to score a run. The old unintentional hit and run. <laughs> but Akron pushes their first run across. So nice, uh, nice piece of hitting there by Eric to go up the middle. As Akron gets there first with one out here in the bottom of the fourth. And that's going to bring Keith back up here. This game moves quick. You know, there is no, you know, there isn't any pauses. Back and forth, back and forth here. And that's something you'll get into when you got a runner who's insistent that he's going to get a lead and he's going to steal. And you got a pitcher that's insistent that you're not going to steal. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's why you do that. Yeah, force, force that, force force that, that second. second. Um, that's a close play at first. I did not. I can't see the feet. They're calling them out. So El Duble Playo. How vintage of me. Yeah, I was sure he was not uh, not terribly happy with the old six four three, but it is out in the books. But Akron gets one. And sometimes, as I always like to say, runs breed runs. Do you uh, say that a lot? I say it in some of my other baseball leagues. Hits breed hits. Runs breed runs. Some of my... Uh, Hitting is contagious? Yeah, scoring is contagious. <laughs> yeah, it's actually throw a donut at them. A lot of, and I don't say it in, in vintage games. I always say it in some of my uh, recreational softball league that I play with some of my best friends for a long, long time. And they actually make fun of me for some of the things that I say and repeat over and over and over again. Is it's it just true. because you refuse to give in to the modern lingo, or is I, you just forget where you are? No, I, <laughs> I, I do say I have it in my softball games, and they, they, give, me, they give me guff about that one. But, but you do have it. I do, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say There's it. There's a foul down third baseline and skinny hamblin'. 
comes over and takes it off a of bounce. So the first out of the first out of the top of the fifth. Oh, it's going to bring Hobo back up. Hobo scored the the fourth run for the Atlantics uh, back in the second. I I'm going to go on record as saying that Hobo's pants, those are those are fake hoboized. Those are just cuts in the pants. They are not from overexertion of the fabric. You don't think he, he got it as a living a, a hard life on the rails? No. <laughs> I think the first pair of pants he ever had, that's what happened. And then he just has <laughs> to do that to him. Those are clean cuts right there. Straight up in the air. Second baseman, shortstop, everyone waiting for the bounce. <laughs> nice. We're going to wait for the shortstop to, to take a, it. Back. That's a nice six-foot bounce on that. They all could have took it. But again, there's talking about people who have uh, you know roles and responsibilities. There's a shortstop of taking taking responsibility. Oftentimes, the catcher would be the ones calling it. We have a lot of discussion about what would you have said, and Vinta, would you say you know I have it? Would you say I got anything like that? There hasn't really been enough to document. Um, if you're looking for something, I definitely recommend Game of Inches by Peter Morris. A hard hit up the middle, just out of the shortstop's reach. They're going to try to get him anyway. Oh, from center field. The old 8-3 put out. Oh, you don't see that every day. But, uh, yeah, it's often, uh, it's not the players that may not take the responsibility, but oftentimes it would be the catcher that would be the one telling the players who's going to be catching and who's going to do it. So all the more reason to have a, a good, trustworthy catcher for that. So so we're at the end of, at the end, uh, or at the end of four and a half. Uh, the Atlantic's lead four to one. Game's going by pretty quick. Um, seems like Akron is matching the aggression in the play of uh, the this decision making. Use your words. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is that hobo? Look at look at the view we got of the catcher here. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> I might change my mind about hobo's pants if that's hobo. I mean, I don't. We're not used to seeing his behind. Given the, we're used to seeing his front. His uh, oh, he's not out in the field. It is hobo. So, um, what were you saying about clean cuts? Wow, uh, <laughs> I was wrong. I apologize. I take back everything I said. Those are those are historically accurate pants that the young man is wearing right now. And uh, he's going to catch it. He's going to secure it. First out of the inning there on a foul ball back to the back to the back to the catcher there. So at this point, the ball's gotten a little softer as we've seen throughout the festival. It is a little bit of a softer ball because I'm trying to save everyone's fingers from a full day of baseball. You gotta square it up now. That one was squared up. Right to uh right to Dean over there at short, picks it up on the one hot for out number two. But at this point, if you're not squaring it up, you're not doing much. No, and that and that kind of goes into the the importance of placing the ball and knowing where you want to hit the ball and being able to find that opening, wait for the right pitch. 
You know, and that's one of the big arguments in the in the 1860s about should we switch to the fly rule or should we uh, keep the bound rules? You get teams that are really good at placing. That one's foul down the left field line. Uh, teams that you know, are really good at finding holes and being able to to place the ball. You know, they wanna they wanna keep it the way it is. They've had success with it. And some of the newer teams that are really hitting the ball hard are the ones that are saying, like, we need to change this rule. I'm so tired of people that play 300 feet away and ground ball up the middle. So held and thrown. That's a – we got a slide into first. We got a rope from the shortstop to the first baseman. Uh, Looks like he he is going to be safe. Definitely saw a slide, but I mean, we're, in, we're in view of the, or we're actually behind the, the Black Stockings players on the bench, so we can't really tell exactly uh, who's going on or what is happening with this. So it looks like he's gonna, they're going to keep him on. The two outs here in the uh, bottom half of the fifth, Billy's going to be coming up here for the Black Stockings. He goes his heading off, throw coming down, and is not going to be in time. Donnie's going to move into scoring position there over at the second base. And there's a base hit past the third baseman. They're going to get it out. Runners on the corners. Really puts himself on at first. Donnie over to third. This will be a big chance that they're going to be looking for. The Black Stockings need to get a push another run across here in the bottom of the fifth. Tyler's coming up, and he's going to be, you know, he's going to be looking. I wonder if Billy's going to think about stealing here. I don't know if he's necessarily known for his speed, but would the strategy happen? There's a foul ball straight back. It's just past us here. Game definitely is a moving with a certain level of pace. Uh, definitely a fast, uh, faster pace here. The you know in the switch of the innings, the Akron's come or uh, the Atlantics come in and they are ready to go. Their batter is sometimes in some cases at the uh, at home plate waiting for the team to get out there. <sighs> well, foul tip. tip of the bat. Uh, that was a close one. It didn't look like he got it on one hop, and they're saying, Mr. Hunkley's saying he did not. Fine effort. You definitely appreciate the honesty, and I've definitely seen uh, many instances of players when they know that they're out, they just take themselves out. And, you know, in instances of close plays, they let the umpire rule and they accept the ruling as just as it would have been just as it was uh, intended to be there. So Tyler was certainly being selective, and he lifts one to, uh, to the first baseman, catches it on the fly, and that'll do it for the Black Stockings threat. Uh, they get a couple of runners on, but cannot get them across, and at the end of five, it is still Atlantic's four, and the Black Stockings one. And uh, the game continues to just fly by. The wind continues to pick up, but the sky is still blue. 
with uh, just enough clouds to help. But standing out in this, no, I'm good here. The uh, the Atlantics were, uh, you know, during their time here, during their, their recreated time, play over at the Smithtown Historical Society on Long Island. Uh, from what I have seen, they very often play double headers on Saturdays, so they're probably used to the idea of games moving along quickly, uh, knowing you got to get one done and move on to the next one here, but... They also play by a whole series of different rules here over the course of a season. Uh, they've played traditionally by 1858, 1864. It's a small hopper to short, throw over to first. Uh, got him. There's a, a shoulder it's block. Like a little collision there. Charlie's <laughs> Charlie trying to make his base there at first. and uh, Not to be had. But 1858 and 1864... 1870, 1884, and 1895. So they have to be well versed in a whole series of uh, of different different rule sets. <clears throat> so it brings the top of the order up. Crowler back up here for the uh, for the Atlantics here with one out, top of the sixth. Crowler's two for three so far. You know fly out fly out slash bound out to the left fielder otherwise he's been on base uh, both times as other at bats yep he is uh being pretty selective uh and he got underneath it so that's going to be an out he's going to catch it right on the fly in left field mm -hmm. you're not going to find a lot of errors out here on in this game so that also contributes to the, the low score. And fundamental baseball being played. Can't run around the bases if you don't get on base. So the the, uh, the, the no dead ball is uh, not really coming into effect since the first inning. Another up in the air, and that's going to... Settle into the hands of the shortstop. Nice play to get back on that one. That's going to put the put the Atlantics away in the sixth. So after after four runs in the first two innings, uh, they have gone quietly since. Uh, after five and a half, it is still four to one, Brooklyn over Akron. Uh, later on, the Atlantics Baseball Club of Brooklyn, New York, take on the Columbus Capitals. Uh, over on the field. I'm going to go over there and see if I can take a swing or two. Think Brooklyn will let you? I don't know. <laughs> Columbus won't. <laughs> They've seen them. <laughs> They've seen those swings. <laughs> you know when I knew it was time to retire Cougars when I played? Well, it was before the season. I knew going into the season that was it. But I was playing in a match at the Worlds, and I got thrown out on a hit to center field at first base. And I said, yeah, time to go. Although everyone forgets that it was an incredibly hard hit ball. Yeah, on one, one hop directly to the center fielder, and uh, I got to tell you, I wasn't 
expecting a throw to first base. <laughs> as I, mm-hmm. So I wasn't sprinting out of the box. I was in all my glory of, look at that. That's a base hit right there, kids. And, uh, and other... I remember a play that woke me up at uh, Ohio Cup, Mr. Hamblin of the Akron Blackstockings. I... I hit a ball, uh, a nice line drive to left field, and they, they threw it in to him at third for the cutoff, and he turned and threw it to first. So I rounded first to see if I could think about taking second, and I just turned my back and started walking back to first base, and he threw it behind me and got mm-hmm. me. And that woke me up for the rest of the day like, oh, stop taking things for granted. Grounder to the third. Uh, up with the play, nice throw over to first base. A second out of uh, second out of the inning. So Davis Davis coming up, and I is he getting a runner? It looks like he's going to have himself a, a courtesy runner. Yeah, it's it's nice that a lot of the teams have, uh, have kind of adapted to the idea of having a runner before you actually get to the base. You know, having it when you get to the base is far more far more modern here. Nice foul ball. Boy, what a great line that a that pirate took to get that one here. He was had it, was watching it the whole way, and bounced true right to him for the third out. Boy, these innings are just going by. I could have sworn that was just like. Yeah, we're we're two thirds of the way through this game here, and uh, depending upon official start time, you know, we're we're only looking at about forty five minutes, maybe. One of the matches got done in fifty five minutes. I was told earlier today. Was it a full nine? Yep. I mean, that's one of the you know one of the things that we uh, we've we've tried to phase out in into baseball the idea of throwing the ball around between innings to warm up. Like, you know, the only reason they do that today is because of television and commercials and whatnot. But you know, if they didn't have that, let's just get going. Yeah, the the pitcher warming up between innings. How many pitches does he need for that? I don't yeah. know. The whole, I guess the the thing in that area, as Mr. Emma comes up to the plate, is uh, why is a, a pitcher who's warming up in the bullpen throwing all of those pitchers to warm up just to run out onto the field to the pitcher's mound and then warms up? Yeah. Like he's already warm. Yeah. He should just be able to come in and start throwing. What happened between opening the gate in left field and getting to the to the mound? Well hit ball uh, under the hands of second baseman. Mr. Emma's going to take his first. That's his, his second hit of the game. It really is just a, a huge change in mindset. You know, even watching the way the the pitcher kind of gets here and kind of settles in and really wants to try to make as good a pitch as possible and you watch the uh, the Atlantics and the way they pitch they just throw it to the throw it to the base and then just deliver it you know so there hasn't been a lot of speed there hasn't been you know much for the flatness it's 
all just kind of about getting it so that your catcher can make a good throw if he needs to. We got the runner going. We got Mr. Canino accepting the fact that was going to happen. And then uh, now we're going to throw. Mm -hmm. He's got their attention, Mr. Emma does. <clears throat> throw the second, that is. Uh, and now we're going to come home to Mr. Canino, who's trying to go to right field, naturally. So we have Mr. Emma not going back to the base. Uh, I wonder if he was trying... Thinking, what was he thinking? He's thinking something. Obviously, he has to go back to the base, but was he trying to? You know, he knows the rules. He, no, was he trying to get them to make a make a play? Like, was he leaving the door open for them? I don't know what he was doing. Because once once the pitcher holds that foul ball, you know, he's just got to advance. There's a beautiful piece of hitting right there into the right center field gap. That's. Uh, Emma's going to score on that one. The ball comes into nobody. It's that ball goes into the streets. And uh, Mr. Canino is going to take his third. A, so a good play over there by the by the Atlantics, you know, not only being able to being able to hit into a place where you know it's not going to be hit behind your runner. And then take advantage of a uh, take advantage of a throw or a throw there. There. Oh, I'm sorry, debtor. We're listening. To, I'm listening debtor's. to what the discussion that's going on in the field, and I'm trying to get all the information. And I, I just sat here. <laughs> I just sat here and listened. So they're talking about whether the ball should have been dead because it went into the street for a safety issue. And uh turns out that is a no. So and just it, it depends on, you know, the, the grounds of the grounds of the play, uh, or the rule of the grounds I should say. And was it discussed uh was it discussed ahead of time? You know, so it it if it wasn't talked about, you have to assume that it's in play. Yep. Uh and I guess I'm the guy for that. And I have no rule for that because no, the ball doesn't really go into the street that often, <laughs> maybe a couple times. Yeah. I mean, then, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to identify, like, you know, what, what would have happened. It's, again, it's, it's a rule of the ground. So it's whatever is, is decided. It's very similar to how a lot of teams, you know, have particular rules if they have hills or heavy vegetation or a tree or a river or anything of that sort. You know, they have a rule of the grounds of what is supposed to happen, and, you know, very similarly to what we would see here. Bouncer back so. up the middle to the pitcher, knocks it down. He's going to throw over to first. Looks like he's going to have him. Play coming home. Mr. Canino slides. Like I don't know. They didn't, nobody asked for judgment. So they both know, I don't know.
definitely had one out on the, on the ground. So, we'll, we'll see. You know, there's, and it looks like they called him out on that one. So they, he must have been out at home because that would have been the that would have been the second out. So we're going to ask Mr. Hunkley for what happened on that play. Was Mr. Canino out uh, at home on the side? Oh, he called himself, called himself out. out. So, like a gentleman, like a gentleman would. He will call himself out this time, and then he is going to steal eight bases on you. So, but that I mean that is part, that is part of you know part of the strategy, part of the game here. So you you wonder how much of that is, you know, was determined based on that play that happened just a few minutes before, where the ball went into the street, and and the guys from Akron. Are probably used to the idea of a ball going in the street. You stop the play, and the guys from Brooklyn are probably saying, you know, that wasn't talked about or that's not in the rules. So, you know, it's got to be all you can get. But I can see, uh, you can see the the catchers from both teams are talking to each other about it. So, and uh, so there's a brawl. The catchers will be the first ones to get into it. They are, after all, the smartest ones on the field. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Patrick Wah, Chris Osgood about. And uh, so Akron's got to make some noise here. They got to hit some gappers. They got to get it through the infield, at, uh, just like that. Just as you say that, there's one that's deep to right center field. The right fielder was playing incredibly shallow on I that. And and all you have to do is square it. it up. You can square it up, yeah. and he's going to score. He's going to score all the way around. That's another one I stopped. You've done it again, Mr. Kozlowski. And there uh, there it is. That could be the start. But he squared it. He just a rope to right center. Mm -hmm. And they were playing way in because they haven't had a reason to play back, quite frankly. Exactly. You know, we always used to say, you know, play in until they tell you not to. Challenge them. Which is, you know, when you when you consider the the bound rule game, that's a little bit on the unusual side. Uh, you know, in a bound rule game, you would traditionally want to play a little bit further back. But to your point, uh, Barrel, if they if they're not giving you a reason to suspect that they're going to hit it deep, then why play deep? And they can. That's the thing, Akron. <laughs> Akron definitely capable of of putting up a a, a big number in an inning, mm-hmm. and uh, they have power. It has not been on display yet. And that and is just that another pop-up. Well played. Play. That was Crowler. I think that was going back to get that one. Absolutely. Mr. Matthew <laughs> Koyumijin. Koyumijin. That's a guess. I, he that, told is, me last that, is that official? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, a nice play by the third sack. Yeah, they definitely need to stop hitting and the popping it out. At this point, you got to put it on the ground and make them make a play. You know, and it's uh, that may lead into the the strategy here. The pitcher is putting a lot more arc uh, on the ball. When you got that kind of arc on the ball, it's really easy to drop that back shoulder and you know lift it up. He's actually throwing it in a different location every time he throws it. Uh, is that big for you, Cougar? 
changing changing where you're throwing it to. Yeah, you you really have to as, as a pitcher. You've got to do everything you can to change the eye level. And there's a hit hard into the ground. I was gonna and that's going to short half the first baseman. Low. Nice play by the first baseman to keep that in front of him. That's that one had extra bases written all over it, but first baseman was right there to stop it. But nevertheless, well, it looks like we got some. He's gonna uh, the first. The gentleman for Akron who's on first has his sights all over on getting to second. And there was a slight misplay by the catcher, and he takes his second. That's what it takes. He got one across already. Yeah, like as a pitcher, you know, you don't have too many tools. You're not allowed to to break the wrist, so it's not like you you can't legally throw a curveball. Uh, and so a lot of it is changing eye level, changing where the ball comes across, change what pace that it comes in. So you have to use everything at your disposal uh, to try to uh, kind of upset the, the balance of the pitcher. And sometimes that means intentionally throwing one way too high or intentionally throwing one down at the ankles. Because uh, then you, you, know, you set them up with a few fast ones down low and then you get that nice one with the extra bit of little arc to it, and that's the, the sometimes that's the the one that you need them to fly out with. So Akron's challenging here. Uh, Scott here is waiting waiting for his. Mr. Hunkley hasn't given any warnings yet, or if he is, I haven't heard him. I'm taking my first. Umpiring gig uh, at the end of July for Canton in a, oh, I don't, they're not playing a team. It's more of a charity event. And I, uh, I'm i going to test out my, the way I want to umpire. And uh, we'll just see, I'll talk to Mike Feeney after the game to see. But I'm not going to let a lot of pitches go by. I'm going to be a let's go, let's. That's what I was waiting for. Nice catch. Nice play by the first baseman. Caught that, caught that one-handed with the wind blowing back and towards the line. That was a heck of a play there. The second, yeah, a lot, the of, of, the lot of skill on display uh, during this game uh, fielding. Uh, but when I do that umpiring, I'm, I'm going to have a short leash on, on how many pitches people are taking. Whether it be that's going to be on the bound to right field. Bound to the right fielder makes the catch. That'll be the third out of the seventh, but Akron gets that one run back and puts the puts the deficit back to three at the end of seven. It's uh, Brooklyn five, Akron two. So just to put a a bow on what I was saying, I uh, I will have a short leash on how many pitchers are coming by, whether it be by hitter or pitcher fault, in my eyes. I will be keeping uh, the pace of the game up and going. And uh, it's not going to be insanely short. It's not going to be a couple pitches. But I'll tell you what, you get to the fourth pitch of the standing there, you're not going to have a fifth without a warning. Mm-hmm. I think pitchers would appreciate that. You know, I, as a pitcher, I will tell you that I appreciate that. Just like if, I, if I'm not doing it, then warn me. Or if the other person's not doing it, you know. It's just, and it's, but it's a hard gig because – the uh, you know the, the rules state really if strikes are going to get called it's because they're trying to let another guy steal, and if there's nobody on base that's kind of hard. 
And there's Cannon lifts that one to center field. That's way over, but a nice catch by the center fielder. Catches it over the shoulder, heading towards right center for the first out. So let that be an example of the ball still has the ability to fly. It can carry. It definitely can carry. It's going to bring average Joe. He's looking for his first hit of the day. Yeah, he had to wipe the sweat from the brow in the middle of the at-bat. It is hot it's standing hot in the sun. So that's a that's, grounder to deep gonna short. Be a hard play, and you're not going to mm. come up with that one. So there he goes. Average Joe gets his first of the first hit of the game. Uh, here comes Hobo again. It seems hobo. like every time I turn around, he's batting now. This is uh, awkward. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I just wish you all could see what we can see right now. Uh, uh, throw pickoff move gets away. Uh, yeah, so yeah, runner's going Joe's to gonna, average. Joe's going to take a second on that. You just heard speed kill. Speed does kill. Or no, it no, does kill. Or at uh, or at the very least, it maims. <laughs> Don't take speed, kids. You'd think, now, if you've blown out your pants, let's face it, that's a full blowout. How's that affecting your running? Like, he, I would say he's got this attitude of he just doesn't care. So he's probably not going to change the way he runs. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I would be afraid. I, I would feel like it's like a parachute. Like, it's, it is now... You know, actively slowing you down. I mean, granted, you might be better ventilated and not sweating as badly. There's a foul tick. Nice play by the catcher to get that one on a bounce. Um, but, you know, it's also, like, at the same token, like, it's a uniform. You should all look the same. And there's a simp there's an amount of respect that comes with the uniform and what it entails. So, I've blown on a couple of pairs in my pants with my ample uh, rear region and uh i've played through it sometimes I've, you don't have a choice yeah i've played through it but uh the giggling happens Lips. pop up to the pitcher he's gonna oh it gets one of those hard that plays is, that was right. a catcher's ball it was in between in between hops that uh the pitcher is um hobbled it looks like hobbled and Catcher should have just took that one over. It had that special kind of English on it that it was going to come back. Yeah. So he'll bring Charlie, uh, bottom of the order. Brian's going off to steal. Oh, that is the unchallenged. That's the double steal attempt. All for naught. And uh, another hit into Mr. Hamblin. Who's going to. Try to run them down, and they will. It's going to be try to sl slides, but uh, he's going to be out considerably. And that will. <laughs> now the question is going to be: Did the run beat the the out? Because if the run beat the out, then uh, then that's uh, then that'll count. That run scored, right? So that run tallies. Three twenty-two. We're in the 
We're in the bottom of the eighth. 322. No, that's what time it is right now. So that run scores. Uh, interesting uh, kind of aspect of historic baseball in that uh, if the if the out is not made at first base, uh, any runs that score before hit will actually count. So the fact that it was a tag, uh, the runner was on second, was running towards third, but the shortstop ran him back, tossed it to a second baseman who tagged him before he got back to second. The fact that the runners actually scored uh, before the out was made, that means that run counts. So, so that means here we are, you know, in, in the bottom of the eighth with a score of six to six to two uh, in favor. Oh, that was a hard. <laughs> we have Oof. seen so many balls Ow. into the breadbasket of the third baseman, and they still they go for it. Nobody's backing away. It was well played over there by Matt. Koyumijin. <laughs> That's Koyumijin. They're not saying boo. Swell struck straight up in the center field for a base hit. They're not saying boo. They're saying Koyumijin. All right, we got a pinch runner happening. What do we got going on here? Pinch runner for at yeah, Donnie's, first. Johnny's going to have to run. I don't know if Billy may have tweaked something going in. It's coming off a little gingerly. Every time I run, I feel like I've tw I'm tweaking something. Uh, another reason the retirement happened. Tyler <laughs> lifts one of the second baseman here, puts it away on the fly, or out number two. If I run another base, something's going. Something's going to go. You hate that feeling, too. Like, you know it's about to happen, and you just can't slow yourself down to do it, and then it happens. I'm lucky to have not had hamstring problems. I've never, I've never had an issue with a hamstring. Uh, and that's one of the big ones in this sport. Ankles. Uh, I've had ankles. Uh, I haven't. I've actually not had a lot of finger issues once or twice, and that's it. Because when you have these bear claws, <laughs> I have my own glove. It's a. There's a lot of padding on that hand, so that tends to help. Uh, foul ball back. Canino doesn't quite get there. You can tell these guys have been in the sun a little bit. Energy levels down. Mr. Jarvis, that second, his energy levels never down. That's a ball player. He's going to take his third. Canino takes start. the bounce. Nice play. See, that's you, one of the things you have to be, uh, you know, be mindful of. Third baseman, I'm going to prowl in there. Uh, you have to be mindful of. They do these pickoff moves, and then they come right back is that's oftentimes you want to hurry up and get back your lead you in turn kind of have a oof he's got glasses on say, I think like it hit Jarvis in the glasses Mr. Jarvis right off the eyeglass the guy got made his first well played by Don Jarvis's glasses <laughs> it, it looked like he had 
like a, a foot on the base, which would have put him in fair territory. But uh, far we can tell, you know, rules wise goes, and unless the the action is intentional, uh, then we don't necessarily want to call him out on that. A lot of the rules involve like intent and what their intent was. So the runner from first has taken a second on a steal. Uh, and the gentleman batting is trying to go to right field. Smart. Unsuccessful, but smart. Uh, back behind first base on the fall, so we'll do it again. But at least, I mean, this is when you can tell somebody's somebody's paying attention. He's not going up there just trying to serve himself. He's basically, how many outs do we have? It's two outs. So this is a big at bat here. Akron really needs these runs. Two runs in scoring position here at second and third. So he's not trying to sacrifice himself right now, but he is trying to go to right field, and he does. And that's going to be the end of the inning on a grounder right to the second baseman. That's going to bring it to the ninth inning, I believe. That is going to bring it to the ninth. Akron threatens, but don't get it, any, get it done here. So we go to the ninth. Brooklyn leads Akron 6-2. to two. Ah, it's a fabulous day of baseball. I hope everybody who listens to this enjoyed playing in this game, uh, enjoyed playing in all their games of the festival. I know you're at this point, you're tired, you're hot, your wife is annoyed, your kids don't understand why you're not playing with them. So I appreciate all of you showing up, your commitment to the to the festival. You guys are what makes this happen. I just found a piece of grass. And there's a hit up the middle, pass a shortstop in the center. Center fielder playing in, misplays. It goes behind him, but that's not going to result in another base as Charlie. Charlie. The flowing locks of young Charlie have taken first, and here's Matt Kuyumijin. Thank you. I'm starting to talk myself into that is the pronunciation because that's what I keep saying. I look at the name, and that's what I say <laughs> every time. And then we got a steal. Matt Kuyumijin stays stationary, lets that ball hit him. So young Charlie can take his second. And here comes some another pitch. This one. Hmm. <laughs> He's looking. I mean, these are these are very hittable, and you can tell you can tell the way Crowler's looking at him. Like, oh, I should have hit that one. Should have. And then he does. It's that one. And that one is oh, off no, the left down field. down the left field line. Charlie is headed to third. Uh, Matthew is at first. Almost an outstanding play out there down the left field line. That's a, that's one of those tough ones when you're playing the bound rule game. Is that you're like. 
you think that you can get it in the air, but it's a tough play to get it in the air. But at some point, you're just committed, and you can't you can't stop yourself. So hard hard play for the for the left fielder out there. There goes Crowler to. Oh, and they're going to throw it. They Charlie a, was caught not everybody off guard for that one. So Charlie was not expecting them to try to make the throw down to second, so he stayed put. The throw went to the second baseman as opposed to second base. And uh, so some more gamesmanship, showing them a different look, making them think. Uh, but the second baseman was in on that, so they were intending on the runner trying to come home, and they were it was a play on that, so. Bound, pounded into the ground to the third baseman. Hamblin up, fakes a throw because it was a slow hit ball. It was probably an accident waiting to happen. And now we got the bases loaded of Atlantics and Mr. Emma. The, dr- the dream bucket himself. The moment that all these kids, all they all dream about. <laughs> bases loaded, nobody out, top of the ninth. You already have a four-run lead. No pressure. Right, no, no pressure, right? Oh. Fells it back. Oh. I can't stretch for this one. <laughs> and uh, it's lovely when the Atlantics do something like a, a foul ball like that. They, they're on each other. They're giving themselves grief. Oh, and he nice pounds it into the ground right. into right field. He it's knew gonna, exactly what he was doing. Going to get at least one and maybe two. That's a tough, nice. High tag, and he slid. He looked out from here. There's a fantastic hit by Mr. Emma into the gap between first and second. It is a huge gap because you got the second baseman almost at second base. The first baseman's on first base. There's nobody over there. Everybody's running now to steal. So uh, third and second now for the Atlantics. Can't tell. Did we get a ruling if he was officially out or not? I did not. I did not, but I'm going to go with what I said. Mr. Keno's going down the left field line. That was That's a surprise. A fair ball. That was painted the line. And uh, so the Atlantics have just scored two. Mr. Keneal's probably going to get into second. Oh, he looked safe. He looked safe. Center fielder looked called in. him safe. Yeah, he looked in from here, that's for sure. And with a, with a beautiful slide. That was not a straight-in slide. It looked like he kicked his leg on a little bit to the side to get to wrap it around where the throw was going to – the tag was going to try to happen as the ball is hit straight up in the air. Catcher has a beat. Nope. Gonna bounce out of the hard play, bounced right into the, the player benches. But uh Yeah, it looked like it was a I don't he started his slide at home and he got tagged high, but I still think the tag hit him before he scored. I cannot see the actual home plate from here, so mm-hmm. we are speculating. There's a throw to second. Yeah, and, and there's no – the umpires are not making uh, any signals. You know, Mr. Hungley isn't, and most umpires traditionally would not. 
he's asking me as if I know how many outs there are. I just gave him one, too. There's a pop-up. Uh, Mr. Jarvis can take that on the bounce. And then you're going to – oh. Then they're going to throw to third to try to get Mr. Canino taking a base, and he gets in. So two outs uh, and a guy on third. Lifted to the left fielder. He's going to take it on the bound, and that's going to do it for the. He'll do it for the Atlantics for uh, for their half of the hits, but they put up three. So head to the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Brooklyn's got the lead right now, nine to two. Nine to two. They probably they probably put that away with those three runs. Uh, Akron would have to do something they haven't done all game, and uh, and do it four times. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'll see. But uh, the defense has been right on, right on the spot for the Atlantics, and uh, we'll see what the uh, Akron Black Stockings bring to the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, they're going to have uh, Dave and then up to the top here. Don uh, who's going to be batting second this inning. He's been, you know, easily their best hitter of the of the game. He's three for three with two runs scored. So he'll be up second, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Having discussion about the courtesy runner. Do you understand that this placement of the courtesy runner would be accurate? Because that's what Mr. I believe that uh, Mr. Hunkley would change it if it wasn't. Yeah, that's what we're trying to trying to officially acknowledge here. You know, different umpires play in different way. That Ooh. was lifted deep to left. Oh, and he still nice, almost made nice a play on it. Nice, <laughs> nice run by Old Soul to you know to to make an effort on that one. You never know with you know with some of the hops, especially in foul grounds. We've seen enough already this weekend that the ball will hit something. And then just bounce straight up, and as opposed to hitting something and continuing the momentum. So it's definitely very much a, a teachable moment here for uh, for all the visitors here that are not quite as familiar to vintage baseball as opposed to the the modern game. It's Same a pop thing. up to third. Uh, no, it's going to get down. So still alive. Rack, re-rack and do it again. And we talked a lot about the the Atlantics and their history. Uh, the the Akron Blackstockings, from what we could tell, we don't necessarily have a lot of documentation. We know the the Stockings name when the when the Akron Club was formed was actually borrowed from the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Pop up to third base. Uh, Crawler is going to put that away for the first out. And so, and nevertheless, the uh, the Akron Blackstockings have certainly created a, a, a legacy all uh, all their own here and they have been a you know one of the the stalwart clubs of the state of Ohio for, for many years pop up straight up in the air that's gonna uh, oh uh, he tripped <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, crawler tripped coming in from third uh, started to fall to his seat but still was able to catch that ball on the fly so that's two ounce that's got Akron down to the last ounce uh, good defense, like I said. Atlantic's, uh, it was not 
I think it's safe to say it was not the open style of baseball that won this game for the Atlantics. It was their placement of their hits when they needed to be placed and uh, their defense. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, it may have may have got Akron a little bit off their game at the beginning, but yeah, it's been good, good, solid defense all the way around. I mean, from Pirate moving people around and helping his pitcher to uh, you know the Crowler over at third base, who's made a lot of plays today. This is a this is a well conditioned, well seasoned uh, Brooklyn Atlantics club, and he's gonna pick it up on the bounce, and that's gonna do it. Yep, that's gonna bring this game to an end. Uh, final score, Jeff? Final score uh, from field two from the Mary Whitney here. The Atlantic Baseball Club of Brooklyn, nine runs. The Black Stocking Baseball Club of Akron, Ohio, two. Thank you to my friend Jeff Kozlowski for coming uh, to Frankenmuth to do some baseball-related activities. I appreciate you for uh, doing some of this podcast work with me. Uh, you certainly brought intelligence and class to an otherwise... Uh, monkey event that, that I do here. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. No, this is, this is always fun to do, and I'm certainly happy to do it here. All right. Take care, everybody.